you've done something like this, Mr. Trudeau. Is that the only time in your life you've ever done something like that? Uh, when I was in high school, I uh, dressed up at a uh, talent show uh, and sang Dale. In, with with with, uh, with makeup on. All right, that was a shocking moment. The Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, revealing that yeah, the yearbook photo when he was a teacher in Vancouver, at uh, I think it's West Point Gray School, that he was uh, in the yearbook featured as uh, dressed up as Aladdin with blackface or brownface, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it wasn't the first time that he had used makeup. Uh, the second time. He admits was in well the first time was in high school, um, and now we have the picture to prove it. And then we get a video today. It's Global News exclusive. If you haven't seen it, go to globalnews.ca. You can get an idea of what the video looks like. The video is kind of grainy, so we're not sure when the video was shot. But there's Justin Trudeau, uh, kind of joking around, laughing, sticking his tongue out for the camera. He's in full on blackface uh, with a wig and all. Looks like a wig at least. Maybe he just let his hair go wild. Because he does have a curly um, mane, uh, and uh, but it, he even blackfaced his knees. Okay, it was probably not blackface, but he colored his knees. It's uh, it's quite a news story. It's making international headlines, and from a branding perspective, we're bringing in Alyssa Freeman. She's our PR expert. Alyssa, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kelly. What a day. Wow. As a branding expert, what was your reaction when you heard about the first yearbook photo of Trudeau and Blackface? I was absolutely gobsmacked. I thought, wow, how did they dig this up? And how the second thought I had was, how is he going to respond? Because, you know, Trudeau and the Trudeau camp, they're not big on apologizing. So when he did come out with a response, I thought, well, it's about time they started following PR 101. Do you think they're following PR 101? What is that for those of us that might not know? Okay, so PR 101 is, number one, get ahead of the story. So as soon as it broke, he held an impromptu press conference on his plane. So first of all, think of the surroundings. Number one, he's on a plane. He's taking this seriously. The plane hasn't taken off. We know all the media, all the reporters who are following him are on this plane. So right away, it shows urgency that they wanted to get on top of the story, and they did. Number two, apologize. You know, Justin Trudeau, not big on the apologies, as we know. SNC-Lavalin never apologized. Jody Wilson-Raybould never apologized. So there's a lot that he has not apologized for, but he was very quick with the I'm sorry. He used sort of a very common language, like I'm pissed off at myself. To make him sound like, you know, every, like, uh, and anybody or an, uh, an every man who had uh, had a lapse of judgment when he was younger. And then he continued on the same message track. And when they followed up with the question, well, is there any more evidence that we should know about? He jumped on that, too, and said, yes, I was once in a high school play and I sang you know, the Harry Belafonte song, Deo. And I had makeup on. Yeah, but did you notice so, the makeup on? I had makeup on was kind of like an afterthought. Like it was sort of like, I don't really want to go there. Okay, I'm going there. It's like he had been told by someone advising him, his PR expert or rep like you would, um, you got to come clean on everything. You need to say that you are also wearing makeup. Don't say blackface, say makeup, but don't leave it out because they're going to catch it. Well, absolutely. And at this point, this is all about going under the category of getting ahead of the story. 
So that's why when they, and I was surprised, he did it without a beat. Like, there really wasn't a hesitation. Well, when I they thought said, there was. Well, it's, well, very, very slight. And yeah. He, I don't know. I mean, he answered pretty quickly. Normally, Trudeau deflects, and there was no deflection. So right. for him, the speed was quick. Right. I got what you're saying. So you think he followed PR 101 quite well? Uh, for this one, there was the, the stakes are way too high. And they also knew that the opposition would be jumping all over this, which and their responses unto themselves were very interesting. Yeah. OK, so do we want to go to the opposition already or can we stay with Trudeau for a second? I guess I want to know, do you think this it, it's is your show? It's your show. You I know, me. but I honestly today is just a nutty day. Uh, does this hurt Trudeau's brand more than any other politician if they were caught doing this? I mean, because you know, he was it, the... I think it, well, I think it does for the next 48 to 70, 36 to 72 hours. Do I think that people who will still vote for Trudeau will give him a pass on this? Yes. And I call that playing base politics. So all they have to hope is, uh, the Trudeau campaign, is that the people who are going to vote for him are still going to vote for him. Because I think he's slightly ahead with the margin of error. Now, there is still that 24%, as of the last poll, who are undecided as to whether they will vote uh, conservative or liberal. So if you're playing base politics, then no. The other point I'd like to make is that I went to a number of different newspapers, uh, Canadian, American, uh, British, and I looked at the comments. And, you know, I, it, it seems that people, there's about 60 to 65 percent of people who are saying, you know what, he was 29. In this case, it was a party. Give the guy a break. Well, and if you read the, go ahead. No, well, his brand, though, you know, uh, he used to run on the brand of I'm the feminist in the group. But after the groping and how he treated J- Jody Wilson-Raybould and J- Jane Philpot, you know, he could still lean on I'm culturally aware and sensitive. Uh, do you even think he can get that back? Well, probably because he seems to be a bit, have a bit of a Teflon shield. You know, Kelly, you know, he was supposed to be a feminist, and then the Jody Wilson-Raybould, well, that's blown over for now. Um, You know, there's a number of things that he cloaked himself in, and he had to, and they sort of uh, revealed their ugliness when when the cloak came off. But still, that hasn't, people may think a a bit less of him, but his brand is still his brand. So for him to be honest and say that he is, culturally aware now and uh, is angry about his lack of judgment and transgressions transgressions of the past still plays into his brand so you said that the next 48 hours are are crucial for justin trudeau is is in the next 48 hours are they crucial for the other uh party leaders to to get the message out that they're the appropriate uh, candidate and they should be prime minister and how do you think each of those leaders played this okay well this was you know every politician gets a defining moment and in this case it was Jagmeet Singh his response was heartfelt it was organic it came from a place of truth and whether you decide to vote NDP or not your opinion of Jagmeet Singh has probably changed do I think that that will get him more votes I don't know maybe not but will people think differently of him? Yes. And let's remember how behind the eight ball Jagmeet Singh was before this campaign. They didn't even have any candidates running for NDP in New Brunswick. Uh, their campaign was, was lagging. And then suddenly this, and I hate to say it, opportunity falls into his lap, and he's made the most of it. Secondly, he also had, I guess, 
by chance, um, he was being featured on CTV's Your Morning. So he had a whole mm-hmm. 20 minutes to reiterate his messaging and then continue to talk about his platform. You know, I think that when a candidate wants to, when the opposition wants to jump on this, it, the, the first out of the gate, you've got to be clear and you've got to be crisp because you don't really have a second chance. So uh, let's take Andrew Shear for example. His, when, I re, when I rewatched that clip of, of his statement, again, mm-hmm. standing in front of his plane, showing the urgency, I need to talk about this right away, I could swear, Kelly, that it was by teleprompter because they did not want to make a mistake. They wanted him to sound prime ministerial. They wanted him to be on point. They didn't want any ahs or ums. So I have a feeling there was a teleprompter there. But, but by and large, it was straight out of what you thought Andrew Shear would say. The person who phoned it in, as far as I was concerned, was Elizabeth May. Now, I know I think she's giving some big speech. I think it's at the U.N. today. I think mm-hmm. it's in New York. I don't know. But so she sent out a tweet. Really? You know, there is a golden opportunity for all of the, uh, all of, all the, all of the competitors. And I'd have to say that she fared the worst. As a PR expert. Alyssa Freeman, um, you know, the conservatives have been running a campaign against Trudeau saying that he's not as advertised. Was this just a brilliant little gift that fell into that campaign's lap? Oh, 100 percent. And now it's up to the conservatives to actually capitalize on that, because I think that, you know, we're still at the tip of the iceberg as far as attack ads are concerned. So let's see how ferocious, and we will know this in the coming days, actually. Let's see how ferocious those attack ads will go. Is it enough for Andrew Scheer to reiterate the narrative over and over again in his campaign stops? Maybe, but you're only hitting the people who are in front of you and the media that covers you. Do you have to double down on that message and create another ad campaign? Maybe it's just by radio. Maybe it's by the robocalls. But do you have to add on another layer? I would say yes, because for these things to be effective, you have to have all platforms firing on full cylinders. There have been other branding experts that say that that actually Justin Trudeau this brown face incident could win him the election. Do you feel that that's a possibility? And how well, would it? I, yeah, that, that's interesting. I think that, you know, I, I, I have to wonder about that. That wasn't my first inclination. I would still stick with my gut that says this is going to be an awful 72 hours for him. And then people will eventually get over it. And I think that maybe those branding experts were reading the same comments that I was. It's interesting, when you looked at every news network on TV yesterday, went and did what we call men on the street or streeter interviews. And they just randomly went up to people and showed them the picture. So it's interesting. Those who self-identified as brown said, okay, listen, I'm brown. I'm not offended. It was at a party. Can't we just move on? There were other people who were not brown who may have been more offended by it. But by and large, I think that the Canadian public is, is kind of split down the middle of this. And I even did my own anecdotal poll on Instagram, and I met with a few friends today. And to a person, and they're not going to vote for Justin, but to a person, they said, you know what, 
It happened so long ago. Give the guy a break. Let's move on. Okay. You know, we have talked about this on air before, the fact that I want to somehow get into your coffee a group. It's probably not going to happen because of the hours I hold. But if you were talking to friends today, maybe they were the women in the coffee group. What did they say about the body language that he's exhibiting in that first yearbook picture where he's dressed as Aladdin? Did that put anybody off? You know, where he's he's got the hand oddly kind of it's a full on spread, full spread palm and this woman's chest kind of like right under her neck, which is a I've I've taken a lot of photos with guys. uh, They're friends of mine and I've never been held like that before. I will tell you, Kelly, I'm on the same page as you with that. I looked at the picture, I looked at the brown face, and then I immediately looked at the way he was holding the woman very, very close. And normally that's a very intimate gesture. And this is somebody who was obviously a colleague. So I will tell you that nobody's made anything. I mean, some people are mentioning it, but it's, it's kind of a very secondary or tertiary narrative. But I think for you and me, I think that the, the face is one and the, the, the grope, or the, the hold is 1A. It, it, to me, I absolutely didn't notice that. Yeah, and you know, we're, it's not just women noticing it. Chris Creston was like, he's, he's grabbing her oddly. Yes, he was. And the fact that, you know, he was in brown uh, makeup all over his body, you know, maybe he was doing that because it was such a contrast between the way he was covered in paint and against her skin. So maybe that was the reason. Uh, you know, you can read a lot into this. Anybody's body language when they're near Justin Trudeau, from Melania Trump to uh, Andrea Badescu, everybody is talking about, you know, how close he gets to people. But it's interesting. I mean, some people are saying that about this particular picture, but it's being overridden by the, the brown face. All right. If we now we're at three, we've got the yearbook photo. We have the photo from high school where he was doing the Harry Belafonte Deo act. And we have the video, the Global News exclusive. We don't really know exactly where that video was shot or when it was dated. Uh, but it looks like it might be around the same time, somewhere between high school or around that same time um, to me. And that's just me guessing by looking at this grainy photo. But if another one surfaces, can he turn this around? Well, I think this is what they're worried about because, you know, anybody who didn't like Justin Trudeau in high school or anybody who didn't like him at a colleague are probably going through all their old cardboard boxes that have been stuffed away in their basements and looking for some sort of photographic evidence that they could submit to the media and get their 15 minutes of fame. You know, we call this in the business, and you, you would know, they call it citizen journalism. I'm not so sure if it's journalism, but I think it's people wanting to add fuel to the fire. You know, I first heard about this video when you mentioned it before in the intro, so I haven't really seen it. I think that if anything was to be, for anything to be compound the damage, it would have to supersede anything that we've already seen. And if it's from the same time frame, was it at the same place? I don't know. But it would have to be over and above what we've seen already for there to be serious collateral damage. Appreciate your time as always, Alyssa. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Kelly. Alyssa Freeman, PR expert. You hear on the Oakley panel as well on the 640 Toronto Drive show.